for listening to Trekker Talk, a fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of Trekker Comics by creator, writer, and artist Rod Randall. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. Normally we talk about the adventures of sci-fi bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair, but this time we're celebrating both the art of Ron Randall and the release of the new Star Wars movie by covering the miniseries Star Wars Shadows of the Empire Evolution. But before we talk Star Wars, let's start with a brief introduction to Trekker Talk. This is a fan podcast, and the opinions expressed are just ours. We encourage you to check out trekkercomic.com. That's Ron Randall's official site and features a new page of Trekker material every Monday. For those of you unfamiliar with the comic, it's a fast-paced adventure series about bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair. She lives in the city of New Gellif on Earth in the 23rd century. The stories vary from star-spanning sci-fi adventures to dark noir mysteries set in the dangerous back streets of New Gellif. If you like fun science fiction adventures like Star Wars, then we encourage you to check out Trekker. We're confident you'll like it. Also at the Trekker comic website, you'll find interesting posts most Thursdays. That's when Ron Randall often shares inspirations and insights into how he creates comics. Recently, he discussed some influences from some key works from the 70s, including Barry Windsor Smith's Conan the Barbarian, Mike Kaluta's Shadow, as well as his backup, Carson of Venus, that was in the book Korak, Son of Tarzan. You will also find links to all the ways to follow Ron Randall on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and of course his Patreon page, where you have the option to donate and help support the creation of brand new Trekker material. We love hearing from you and sharing your feedback, so please write in and let us know your thoughts. How do you like the stories? What do you think of the art? Tell us how you first discovered any of Ron Randall's creations. We're very interested in your stories. So please listen at the end of the episode for ways to contact us, and we'll include your comments in a future episode. Plus, we are currently running a series of contests with Trekker prints signed by Ron Randall as prizes. Later in this episode, we'll be announcing the winner of the latest drawing and giving you details on how you can enter for a chance to win a print in the next contest. We're both Star Wars fans from the original film trilogy through many of the books, comics, and video games. We may not be quite as passionate as some fans, but we certainly do enjoy much of the world of Star Wars. Plus, if you are a Star Wars fan, we want to recommend a couple of interesting Star Wars podcasts. First is Dead Botham Spies by Ryan Daly. He covers a variety of topics, including the films, collectibles, reviews, and news. Another is Star Wars The New Era by Levi and Ed. They're having fun focusing on the current Marvel comics. Plus, Dr. G and the team at Pulp to Pixel did a recent episode all about Star Wars, and Rob Kelly has been covering Star Wars over at the Film and Water podcast. You can find links to these podcasts in our show notes. We also want to send this episode out to our friends at Between the Pages. They do a great job supporting Trekker Talk and shared with us that this just happens to be their favorite story in the expanded universe. I followed Star Wars from the original theatrical releases and enjoyed reading the Marvel comics at the time. I even watched the Star Wars Holiday Special with my parents when it originally aired on television, and I remained a Star Wars fan during the drought of the late 1980s when there was very little new material available. We thoroughly enjoyed the growth of the expanded universe in the 1990s, including the excellent comics published by Dark Horse, and we used to buy the many novels from that time on audiobooks and listen to them on long drives. It was great spending time with those iconic characters as their adventures reached far beyond the end of The Return of the Jedi. And that expanded universe is what we're talking about in this episode. So let's put this series in context. There was a lull in new Star Wars material in the late 1980s. Return of the Jedi had been released in 1983 and there were no new movies on the horizon. Interest was down and even the Marvel comic series came to an end in 1986. 
However, Star Wars came back in a big way in 1991 with the release of the novel Heir to the Empire. It was critically acclaimed and on the New York Times bestseller list, and its two sequels were equally well received. This sparked the growth of the expanded universe in the 1990s that included many other successful novels, as well as new comics published by Dark Horse. We loved being Star Wars fans during that period of time. Shadows of the Empire was part of this expanded universe and included novels, comics, audio dramas, and even a line of toys. Lucasfilms launched the mini-franchise within a franchise in 1996, and the stories covered the period of time both before and after the events of Return of the Jedi. One of the main characters in the first Shadows of the Empire story is Prince Shizor, who is the head of the Black Sun Criminal Syndicate. The group pretends to help the Rebel Alliance at times, but in fact they are in league with the Empire, and Prince Shizor imagines himself able to replace Darth Vader as second-in-command to the Emperor. Prince Shizor pays to have a lifelike humanoid assassin droid develop. The assassin's name is Guri, and she looks like a tall, blonde human woman. During the initial Shadows of the Empire story, Prince Shizor is defeated. Guri was left behind and challenged Luke Skywalker to a duel, but when he defeated her, he refused to destroy her, instead encouraging her to have her programming changed. And that is where this story begins. The story was originally published as a five-issue miniseries by Dark Horse Comics in 1998. Later, it was collected in a trade paperback edition and was included in the Star Wars Shadows of the Empire omnibus from Dark Horse. Dark Horse also released the series digitally when they still had the license for Star Wars comics. Now that Marvel has regained the comics license following Disney's acquisition of the Star Wars properties, Marvel again has the series and it's available digitally on Comixology. Star Wars Shadows of the Empire Evolution Written by Steve Perry, colors by Dave Nestel, letters by Steve Dutro, pencils by Ron Randall, inks by Tom Simmons and Ron Randall. Issue number one, February 1998. Our story opens with a small ship on the run from a Star Destroyer. The small ship releases a barrage of proton torpedoes destroying its pursuer. The pilot of the small ship is a tall blonde woman who looks upon the floating debris with a calm expression. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, a bounty hunter named Kar Yang, who looks like a tall, muscular, bird-like creature, is looking for information about Gori, the humanoid android assassin that was owned by Prince Shizor, the former head of the Black Sun Criminal Syndicate. The small ship lands on Herd's moon, and the pilot is forced to surrender her weapons before entering the city. Walking down an alley, she is ambushed by a large group with clubs in hand, demanding payment before letting her pass through their area. A moment later, they are all in a pile on the ground as our pilot, who is clearly the android assassin Guri, strides toward her destination, a cantina in a back alley. Inside, Guri is looking for the owner, Masad Thrumble. Earlier in his life, he was in charge of the Empire's droid research facility. He created Guri, and she has come to see him so that he can reprogram her. She doesn't want to be an assassin android any longer. He wants to help, but could only make the changes with the aid of the medical droid he built for these types of intricate neural changes but that medical droid named Doc has been kidnapped by the Pykel sisters for delivery to Spinda Kivil. As the issue ends, Guri leaves the cantina knowing the next stop she needs to make on her journey. This story opens with a great view of space as Guri's ship battles the Star Destroyer. Ron Randall always draws expansive space scenes and gorgeous ships, and the Star Wars universe gives him a chance to illustrate that here. The issue also gives Ron Randall a chance to draw a scene similar to the classic cantina scene in the original Star Wars film, and were treated to a variety of creatures both in the cantina as well as in other scenes in the story. There are lots of flashbacks throughout this series, and they're always done in sepia tone, which easily sets them apart from the main story. It's a very nice effect. 
Guria herself looks like she could be related to Traker Mercy St. Clair, with her samurai-influenced padded armor and holsters strapped to her thighs. It's all classic Ron Randall art. Issue number two, March 1998. The Pykel sisters have landed on the tropical planet of Murncom to deliver the medical droid Doc to rogue scientist Benda Cavill. Meanwhile, Guri is in pursuit. She is looking for a path to redemption. She wants to stop being an assassin with no choice other than to follow the commands of others. Three ships attack Guri, and while she is able to maneuver and destroy them, her own ship is damaged in the fight and she crashes into the swamp. Unfazed, she rises from the swampy waters and begins to walk. Back on Herd's moon, bounty hunter Kar Yang has found Masad Thrumble, and he wants information about Guri. At first, Thrumble refuses to answer, but when Kar Yang easily overpowers the large number of guards who come to his defense, Thrumble quickly gives him the information he wants. Back on Murincom, Spenda Cavill is using the medical droid Doc to reprogram androids with the ability to learn 10 years of martial arts in just 10 minutes. Meanwhile, Guri is making her way through the swamps. First, she is attacked by a giant monster that raises from the swampy water, which she quickly defeats, and later, she easily overpowers a pack of large wildcats. Kar Yang is reporting on his progress to retrieve Guri to the person who hired him, and it appears to be Prince Shizor, who everyone believes was killed by Darth Vader. However, we learn it is actually Shizor's niece, Savan, in disguise. She has hired Kar Yang to retrieve Guri so that she can use the android to take over the remnants of Black Sun. Approaching Murincom, Kar Yang's ship is attacked by a large group of droid ships, as was Guri's, and he is forced to make an emergency landing in the swamps as well. The Pykel sisters go out to intercept him, but are unable to find any trace of him. Guri has made her way to Spenda Cavill's fortress, but knows it is surrounded by a force field. She waits in hiding until the Pykel sisters return and takes the opportunity to slip through the briefly opened force field, and inside she confronts Benda Cavill and the Pykel sisters as the issue ends. This story gives Ron Randall a chance to draw some great swampy scenery like we've also seen in Trekker. He captures the murk and the mire of the swamp well, and every one of those panels is filled with adventure. Creatures like the one Guri fights in the swamp are another specialty of Ron Randall, it is definitely menacing looking and reminds me a little of the creature that Mercy St. Clair battles in the Trekker story Jekka. The layouts in this issue particularly stand out. There's variety in the panel layouts and there are some interesting juxtapositions in the art with scenes of oozing swamps and scenes of sterile labs often sharing the same page. Issue number three, April 1998. On Coruscant, some of the remaining members of Black Sun are squabbling among themselves over who should be in charge. But unknown to them, a hidden camera is delivering a video feed of their meeting to our heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. Han seems particularly interested in a woman in the Black Sun group. Back on Murincom, the Pykel sisters move against Guri, but are quickly incapacitated. Spinda Cavill attempts to sneak up on her from behind, but one of the droids reprogrammed by Doc takes him in hand, and he quickly learns that Doc was reprogramming the droids differently than he wanted. Guri tells Doc she is there to retrieve him and return him to Thrumble on Herd's Moon, where he will then reprogram her so she no longer has to be an assassin. Guri returns to her downed ship with the medical droid Doc, and we see that her ship was not really crashed as we thought earlier, but instead she merely hid the ship in the swampy waters. But before she lifts off, Kar Yang tags the ship with a tracking device, 
he has decided that Guri is worth more as his personal assassin android than the reward he would get from returning her to Prince Shisor's niece, Savan. Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewbacca arrive to negotiate with Black Sun and meet up with the woman that Han found so intriguing on the video monitor. She is interested in negotiating and describes her business ventures as mostly legitimate. There is an ambush, but our heroes easily defeat their attackers and the woman tells them she is sure the attackers were sent by Black Sun rival Vecker. As our group of heroes leave, we see that their new acquaintance is actually Prince Shizor's niece Savan in another disguise. Guri returns with Doc, and Thrumble quickly begins preparations for her procedure, just as he promised. However, before he can begin his work, Kar Yang enters the room with his weapon in hand. Guri isn't letting anyone interfere with what she wants, however, and after a brief battle, she plunges her fist deep inside Kar Yang's torso, ending the fight. She turns back to Thrumble, and he again begins preparations for her procedure as the issue ends. The meeting of the Black Sun Criminal Syndicate gives Ron Randall another chance to draw some more of the classic Star Wars aliens. And even better, we get to see most of the classic Star Wars heroes as well. In this issue, I think he particularly captures the fiery Princess Leia perfectly, and his drawings of Chewbacca are great. This issue also includes an amazing page of the planet Coruscant with ships in orbit around it. The perspective is stunning and looks very three-dimensional. The great panel layouts continue this issue and Ron Randall really paces the story well through the variety of panel sizes he uses. As an example, I'll just reference the page where Guri retrieves her ship from the swamp and Kar Yang tags it with a tracking device. There are distant panels, close-up panels, horizontal panels, and vertical panels, and together they create a fast-paced flow to that page that creates a feeling of suspense. Issue number four, May 1998. This issue opens back on Coruscant, where an internal war has broken out among the members of the Black Sun Criminal Syndicate. Princess Leia has been doing research, and she's figured out the woman they met is in fact the niece of Prince Shizor in disguise, and she and our other heroes suspect she's behind the increased violence among the members of Black Sun. Savan's ship is arriving on Herd's moon in her quest to find Guri. Meanwhile, Guri is undergoing reprogramming by Thrumble. Her memories are flooding over her, and we see flashbacks of her serving Prince Shizor, her fight with Luke Skywalker, and her recent battles in the swamps. Savan contacts bounty hunter Skotul and learns that Thrumble has significantly increased security since the earlier incursion with Kar Yang. Inside, the neural reprogramming is continuing, and we see more of Guri's memories, including meetings with the Emperor and Darth Vader, but outside her enemies are gathering as Savan assembles a band of mercenaries. And the Pykel sisters have also departed the planet Murncom with plans to take Guri's head. Meanwhile, aboard the approaching Millennium Falcon, Luke has sensed danger ahead in the Force. In Thrumble's lab, Guri awakens from the procedure and the issue ends. This story opens with a great cityscape on Coruscant. It looks like a clean and pristine mirror image of the dirty and decaying city of Nugella from the Trekker comics. The flashback scenes of Guri's memories again illustrate Ron Randall's ability to create amazing page layouts. Each page is different, but they all perfectly capture just the right moments to show the reader what is in Guri's mind. One of the pages in particular will appeal to any Trekker fan. It's the page with Darth Vader and Emperor in the background, but in the center of the page we have Guri jumping in the air with both guns drawn in a classic Mercy St. Clair action pose. In fact, it's very similar to the image we use for our podcast logo. Issue number 5, June 1998. The final issue opens with Thrumble, unsure whether his procedure went too far, as Guri seems unable to remember anything. But then a smile spreads across her face for the first time. She's been joking with him. 
Gourie doesn't remember the details, but she knows Thrumble was going to rid her of some bad memories, and she has no bad memories, so she is happy. But outside, Savan and her mercenaries are slowly making their way through Thrumble's defenses. Inside, Thrumble and Gourie move further into his facility in the hopes of hiding. Luke and our other heroes round a corner and come face to face with the Pykel sisters and Spinda Cavill. Laser blasts fly, but Luke ignites his lightsaber, easily deflecting most of the laser fire. Spinda Cavill and the Pykel sisters retreat, but begin to argue among themselves. Moments later, Spinda Cavill is dead on the ground, and the Pykel sisters have no interest in continuing to fight our heroes. Meanwhile, on a video monitor, Guri sees an image of Luke Skywalker, and a memory returns. As Guri and Thrumble begin to make their way to her ship, they are ambushed by a group of the mercenaries. But while Guri's memories may have been removed, her abilities have not, and she quickly dispatches them all. But Savan gets the drop on her, and leans in close, whispering a command password into Guri's ear. Savan then steps back and gives Guri an order to dispose of Thrumble and the medical droid Doc. Guri glances Savan's direction and then sends her to the floor with one punch, saying, The number you called is no longer in service. As our story wraps up, Thrumble explains what he has done to Guri's memory. Luke looks at her and knows the former enemy and assassin is no longer inside. He and our other heroes bid farewell, leaving Guri to start a new life. Ron Randall's art is again impressive. With just a few minor tweaks to his drawings, Guri transforms from looking like a stern, emotionless android assassin from earlier in the series to a softer and gentler and more human Guri who is still recognizable as the same character. It's again great to see Ron Randall drawing the classic Star Wars characters, and in the fight with the Pykel sisters we see a terrific drawing of Luke Skywalker with his lightsaber in hand and a commanding expression on his face. I especially like that panel. Another solid issue, and we get a happy ending as well. As mentioned earlier, we always enjoyed this period from the expanded Star Wars universe. We got to spend time with classic characters and new and exciting stories. Shadows of the Empire Evolution is a perfect example of why we like those stories. It's fast-paced and adventurous. The classic characters are true to themselves, and the new characters are interesting. It's a great story and highly recommended. And Ron Randall's art is perfect for the Star Wars universe. Instead of only five issues, I sincerely wish we had 50 issues drawn by him. If you like Ron Randall's art in this series, we encourage you to pick up Trekker. It's a fantastic sci-fi adventure series with a strong female hero and definitely worth reading in our opinions. I got a bad feeling about this. You'd be feeling a lot better, Han, if you were listening to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast hosted by me, Ryan Daly. That doesn't sound too hard. It's not hard. You just check out Dead Boffin Spies on iTunes, Facebook, or the blog page, deadboffinspies.blogspot.com. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Well, I, I don't know if terror is an appropriate description. It's a podcast that combines everything you love about me talking and some of what you love about Star Wars. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Fine, whatever. Do that after you listen to Dead Boffin Spies. Yoda, you seek Yoda! No, you seek Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. Check it out. It beats kissing a Wookiee, I would think. Hi, I'm Kyle Benning, and I love comics. In fact, I love them so much that I ramble on about them on a number of podcasts all on one feed, found under the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun banner. 
I talk about comics with extra page counts, like Treasury Comics, Prestige Format Books, DC's Dollar Comics, Marvel's Giant Size Specials and King Size Annuals, and much, much more. I also love to talk about DC's Christ on Multiple Earth crossovers, free comics from Special Promos, Free Comic Book Day, Star Wars, My Life as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, random comic book back issues, and many other elements of geek culture that happen to strike my fancy. There's new content usually dropping at least once a week, and it's all found on one feed. You can subscribe via iTunes. Just search for King Size Comics Giant Size Fun in the iTunes Store or podcast app on your iPhone. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast at the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun blog headquarters, available at www.kingsizecomicsgiantsizefun.blogspot.com. That's all one word, kingsizecomicsgiantsizefun.blogspot.com. Or follow on Facebook by simply searching for King Size Comics Giant Size Fun. So for snappy review and discussions on comics, new and old, usually done from the front seat of my car or my lunch break at work, check out King Size Comics Giant Size Fun. Next up is Trekker Transmissions, when we share the listener feedback we've received since the previous episode. Thanks to everyone who joins in on social media to discuss the Trekker comic. It's great to connect with other fans of Ron Randall and with listeners of this podcast. And it was really a treat to see that Trekker comic was trending on Twitter on a recent Monday when Ron Randall had posted a new page and there was a flurry of likes, retweets, and conversations about Trekker. On Facebook, Chris Mounts did a post about his top three new podcasts of 2015, and we were honored to see that Trekker Talk made his list. And then we were doubly honored to see that our other podcast, Warlord Worlds, was on his list as well. Joining us on the list was Cinema PsyOps by Court and Matt. Thank you so much, Chris. In the post, Chris mentioned that two of his longtime favorite podcasts are Dread Media and Martian Drive-In. And we saw that Martian Drive-In, episode 63, was devoted to the films of Christopher Lee, and we're big fans of Christopher Lee, so check out those podcasts as well. And we were also honored by Kyle Benning of the King Size Comic Giant Size Fun podcast, who also named Trekker Talk as one of his favorite new podcasts of 2015 and encouraged his friends to check it out. In return, we enthusiastically encourage everyone to check out Kyle's fun podcast that he usually records from his car. The episodes are short, fast-paced fun, and cover a variety of topics. And the way you can't just eat one potato chip at a time, you also can't listen to just one of Kyle's shows at a time. We'll have a link in our show notes. John Baker recommended that his friends check out the work of Ron Randall and the Trekker world he has created. John also posted a photo of his signed Made in Oregon Mercy St. Clair print that he won in last episode's contest and commented that he loves the vibrant colors and the details in the work. John also shared a photo of Ron Randall at his booth at Rose City Comic Con. It's a great shot and includes the Trekker banners in the background. John and his sister Ruth Reese attended the con and had a great time chatting with Ron Randall. There were several exchanges on Twitter with John and Ruth thanking Ron for being so generous with his time and saying how great it was to speak with him, and of course Ron replying about how much fun it was to speak with them too. I want to share a quote from John's sister, Ruth Reese. I know I must have a connection to her because we have the same name, and it's not a very common name, and I'm right with her on this quote she shared on Twitter. It's a Trekker kind of world, and I'm just a Trekker kind of girl. Brian Mulvey kindly says Trekker is a brilliant comic and that we do an entertaining podcast. Brian has sent in a lot of great observations and feedback about Trekker since the beginning of our show, and you may even remember that both he and Ron Randall are fans of British musician Richard Thompson, who is renowned for his skill with the guitar. So we really appreciated Brian's post, where he said that Ron Randall is to pen and ink what Richard Thompson is to wood and wire. We know exactly what Brian means. 
Professor Allen of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network let us know he found a copy of Trekker Number 1 for a quarter. That comic is a treasure, so he really found a bargain. Those familiar with Professor Allen will know that he does a few podcasts, including one called The Quarter Bin, where he only reviews comics that he was able to find for 25 cents or less. So now Trekker has a chance of showing up on that podcast, too. Professor Allen also wrote in regarding the art in the interlude issue we covered last episode. He said it was distinctly different, and I would have preferred Ron Randall's take on his creations, especially the cover. As soon as I saw it, I knew it wasn't Randall. Brian Mulvey also wrote in about episode number 11 and said, I am clean out of superlatives to describe what the two of you consistently do episode after episode. This may have been your tightest effort to date. The reason I say this is what you had to work with. A seven-page, non-action interlude drawn by an artist not named Randall. Well done, and if I may be so bold, a trekker toast to Ruth and Darren for excellence in comic podcasting. Thank you, Brian. Professor Allen and Brian were not alone, as we received similar comments from several other listeners, and we completely agree. It's always best to see Mercy St. Clair and the World of Trekker drawn by Ron Randall. Not long ago, for a Throwback Thursday post, Ron Randall shared a recent commission from his very first DC series. It is of the character Janal from Barren Earth. The piece is terrific, and we'll repost it so you can take a look if you missed it earlier. Janal is another strong, heroic female character. Soon after, Dr. G shared a photo of the four-issue Barren Earth miniseries that he picked up at his local comic book shop. The series was written by Gary Cohn and edited by Laurie Sutton, and the art was by Ron Randall. Ron and Lori chimed in on Twitter with Lori, sharing that Barren Earth was a benchmark for her. She really enjoyed the serious science fiction that Ron and Gary delivered. And Ron commented that in some ways Mercy St. Clair was influenced by what he created with Janal. Through the interaction, we stumbled onto an older blog post on Your Daily Splash Page by Siskoid, who we know through the Fire and Water podcast. There, Siskoid recommended that DC somehow, someway, bring back that world for a new series. We agree completely, and we look forward to covering Barren Earth on this podcast when we've caught up to the current Trekker comics. Timothy G. Kramer appreciated the Trekker toast he received last time and was happy to know that we appreciate the positive approach of his provocative praise blog. Trekker fans also exchanged a couple of nice conversations on Twitter since last episode. One began with an initial post by Ron Randall about all of the recent rain in Portland, coupled with an image of Winnie the Pooh floating in an upside-down umbrella, illustrated by E.H. Shepard from the original Winnie the Pooh stories by A.A. Milne. E.H. Shepard also illustrated The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham, which is another of my favorite children's books. This segued into a conversation about Winnie the Pooh with several Trekker fans, including Ruth Reese. And later, Lori Sutton joined in to share that she spent a year in school living near the actual 100-acre wood, and author and Sandman writer Neil Gaiman also lived nearby. We decided that Laurie Sutton is the Kevin Bacon of the comic industry because there are only a few degrees of separation between herself and anyone else in the industry. We're lucky to know you, Laurie. In the past, we've shared conversations among Trekker fans who seem to have similar interests in other stories and characters as well. One recent example was an online conversation related to Sherlock Holmes. And another recent example came from Brian Mulvey as we exchanged comments about the excellent Xenozoic Tales comic by Mark Schultz. And over on Tumblr, we exchanged messages with Joe Crawford on his fun blog titled For the Non-Discerning Reader about several comics we all like, including Star Slayer by Mike Grell, the current Lone Ranger series, The Max, and the mangas Trigun and Rurouni Kenshin. Thanks again to everyone who wrote in. It's great to share opinions and see what we have in common, and we sincerely appreciate every message we receive. We want to extend our Trekker thanks to everyone who supported us on social media since last episode. These are people who favorited or retweeted our tweets from at Trekker Talk 
or like our Facebook or Tumblr pages. Thanks to everyone who took the time to share news about Trekker Talk with others. Your support really helps draw attention to the show and best of all, help others discover Trekker. So before we start, let us say if we miss a name, please let us know and we'll correct it in the next episode. And also, forgive us if we mispronounce your name. Just email us and let us know, and we'd be happy to correct that next episode as well. A Comic Book World, Adrienne Grayson, Ange, Between the Pages, Brian Mulvey, Chris and Cindy Franklin of the Supermates Podcast, Chris Mounts, Christopher Mills, Coffee and Comics Blog, Cosplay USA, Cujo, Demonic Sausage, Diabolu Frank of the Idlehead of Diabolu, Dr. G, Man of Nerdology of the Pulped Pixel Podcasts, Entree Bat, the Film and Water Podcast, Gene Hendricks of the Hammer Strikes, Geraldine Tupas, Indie Film Life, J.T. Presta, Jeff Messer of the Geek Brain Podcast, Joe Crawford of the blog The Non-Discerning Reader, Joey Thompson, John Baker, Carl Deasley, Keisha Trujillo, Kyle Benning of the King Size Comic Giant Size Fun Podcast, Lori Sutton, writer of the You Choose Adventure Books and our Dragon Con friend, Lily Turner, Luke Dobb of Dobb Creative, Marilyn Holth, Martin Gray of Too Dangerous, and Miles Greb. Pablo Ventura, Paper Rocket Ship, Patrick Scardo, Professor Allen at the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, Robin's Studio, Rolled Spine Podcast, Ron Randall himself, Ruth Reese, Ryan Daly of Flowers and Fishnets, Dead Moth and Spies, and Secret Origins Podcasts, Shag, also known as Firestorm Fan of the Fire and Water Podcast, Shirtosaurus, Siskoid, Space Cowboy Sci-Fi, Stella of the Batgirl to Oracle Podcast, Stephen Bryant, Stephen Smith, Strictly Doctor Who, Sin, Terry and Ed Moore of Till Productions, and we're happy to share that the Emerald Archer podcast that Ed records with his son Nick has returned from hiatus. The Nerdy Girl Express, Thomas Reed, Tim Wallace of the Cord Industries blog, Timothy G. Kramer of the Provocative Praise blog, Warren Montgomery, Will Peach, and Will Polk. It's contest time. We've been running a series of contests, and the prizes are color prints of Trekker Mercy St. Clair, signed by Ron Randall, that we picked up when we saw him at Baltimore Comic Con. The first contest encouraged listeners to create an original post promoting our show, whether it was on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or any other social media outlet. And the winner of that contest was Ed Moore. For the second contest, we encouraged listeners to promote the new Trekker pages that Ron Randall releases each week, and the winner of that contest was John Baker. The third contest encouraged listeners to promote Ron Randall on Twitter with Friday Follows tweets, and we'll be drawing the winner for that contest in just a moment. But first, let's go over the details of our fourth and final contest. Our final contest will be a You Choose contest. We'll use that name in honor of friend of the podcast, Lori Sutton, who writes the excellent You Choose series of adventure books that feature classic characters, including Superman, Batman, Aquaman, as well as Scooby-Doo in a variety of stories. If you have kids, we encourage you to check out those books. For our You Choose contest, you can choose to promote Ron Randall's Trekker in any way you want. Send a tweet, recommend it to someone at your local comic shop, post about it on Facebook, tell someone in a line at a convention. Spreading the word in any way helps Trekker fandom grow. So just drop a note to us to let us know how you promoted Trekker, and we'll add your name to the drawing for our final signed print. And now, let's have that drawing for our third contest winner. And the winner is... Ruth Reese! Congratulations, Ruth. Wait, didn't Ruth's brother John just win last time? Yes, <laughs> but that's easily explained since both of them are very active Trekker supporters. So we'll contact Ruth and see which of the two remaining prints that she would like to select. And then the winner of our next contest will receive the final remaining signed print. 
Good luck, everyone. We hope everyone enjoyed spending some time with us in the Star Wars universe, and we hope you will all come back next month when we return to the world of Trekker. Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. Please let us know your thoughts through email, Facebook, or Twitter. Also, if you like the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It's a terrific way to help get the show noticed and perhaps attract more listeners. And please consider subscribing to the show. That way you always know when there's a new episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you want to contact us directly, send us an email at trekkertalk at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the name Trekker Talk, and you can always visit trekkertalk.com for links to all of our social media pages. Please use hashtag trekkercomic and hashtag trekkertalk in your messages to help other fans find and follow the conversation. For those of you interested in the music that Ron Randall listens to while working on Trekker, he uses the hashtag Trekker soundtrack. Remember, at trekkercomic.com, you'll find a new page every Monday, as well as links to all the ways you can find Ron Randall, from Facebook to Twitter to Tumblr, and he often responds to posts on his Facebook page and on his Patreon site. So, post to his pages and let him and other fans know what you think of his new Trekker pages. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll come back next month for another new episode of Trekker Talk. comics or Ron Randall. The views expressed on the show are solely ours. Music is taken from the album Royalty Free Music, Movies and Videos from the Royalty Free Music Club. Sound effects are taken from the albums Space Weapons and Lasers, Cartoon Sound Effects, and Hollywood Sound Effects Volume 4. We make no money from this podcast and no copyright infringement is intended. (laughs) 